Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal some amazing yes. guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Haley Lautenbach. She is a model, actress, and the 2021 Spring Playboy Playmate. We are excited to talk with her about her story. And so much more. Yes. So welcome more. to the show. Yes, welcome. All right. Happy to be here. <laughs> so I always like to start the show out the same way because everybody is COVID has affected everybody in different oh, ways. Has. And I always want to talk about that first and get the kind of elephant in the room out of the way. Yes. So how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this new maze we have? Okay, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, I'm pretty much over it. But for the first part of the year, um, I had just come back to Portland from LA to like buy a condo and then the pandemic happened. So I was like, heck yes, I get a year off from LA to just relax in Portland. <laughs> and so that was actually nice to be around family and everything. And then the boredom set in. And I think I did what everybody else did, like watercolor, read more books, um, yeah. started like playing with clay, <laughs> making little things. Um, and then got back into YouTube and just talked to the camera a lot. Love awesome. Yeah, like I was telling you before the show, you know, we started this show January 2020, you know. Yes. And our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, it would be a great foundation. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And, and I told yes. Sandy, I was like, you know, watching all these, all the entertainment industry get shut down. It's like, this may be our time to shine exactly. because they're free to talk to us now. Yeah, exactly. We have no excuses. <laughs> right, that opened up and some doors. And because of that, so many doors got open where mm -hmm. we did over 300 interviews last year and we're at 450 now. Yes. Amazing. And, and, and we could have never imagined. It's funny because we started out the show as a weekly show and we was only going to do two interviews each, each episode. But we learned, you know what, when you put more than one on an episode, the second person really loses the steam. They do, yeah. People, yeah. people bow, bow out after the first interview. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, really, you're better off to, to highlight and focus on, on one, one person. Oh. Yeah. We learned that after a few a few shows. So. We did. <clears throat> so what are some hobbies you like to do outside of everything you do? And my hobbies are basically my the same as my job because I do like social media and making videos. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more hobbies. Like I always think I should like fake one. Like I don't ride horses. I don't really do anything besides just like hang out and make content. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest hobby, because I am such a social butterfly, is I like to just shut off the world, put my phone mm -hmm. in play mode, and watch eighties movies. Uh, oh, I love eighties movies. Yes. The, best. the best. You know what's funny about the whole social media world? If you think about it, back in the day. You know, you got on social media to escape from the world. Yeah. Now, that's now you true. go into the world to escape, escape social, social media. Wait, that's a, that's such a great quote. It's true. Like I used to enjoy it so much more, and now it is more like a job, and it's like I don't love it as much. Uh, we understand. <laughs> so, what would you say is something quirky about you? Quirky. Um, I think I'm the definition of quirky. Just like <laughs> um, I spaz out. Like people always say, I'm this pretty like I have resting biatch face you know but then when I open my mouth I'm like a little weirdo and people think I'm just a little squirrel so um mm -hmm. what's weird about me I don't know I like to I mean I really like sci-fi and fantasy people don't expect that oh, like Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie oh wow um, 
I, I was going to say that reading your bio, you said you've got a lot of nerd in you. Yeah. Oh, I have this Jurassic Park tattoo. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> and E.T. Oh, wow. oh, E.T. Love E.T. Okay. You know, there was a meme the other day that said, you know, what is the 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 top movie or or put in a GIF the when you turn 10 and whatever that is to show what that is. And I turned 10 in 81. So when I did that, E.T. was the number one um, thing. <laughs> My kind of guy. <laughs> so I wasn't um, even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you were born a few years old. Uh, yeah, seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. So, yeah. Cute. <clears throat> so, um, speaking of everything you do, you know, let's start back. You know, you wanted to be a model pretty much most of your life. Um, when did it click that that could actually be a career move for you? Okay, so um, I started modeling in Portland. We have Nike here, some other random brands, but I started doing that in high school. Um, and I got it in my head. This sounds so cheesy. Like I was young, so of course I was like, I want to be a Hollywood star. Um, I was like, oh, I really wanted to do Victoria's Secret. Um, that was like my goal. But then I turned into acting. Mm -hmm. But so like modeling, da da da. And then I only applied to U of O or University of Oregon because I did not want to go to college. I wanted to move to LA. So I only applied there. And then I spent the summer in LA meeting with modeling agencies. So when I was 17, the summer between high school and college, and I got signed by one of the top agencies there. And that's when it clicked that I could actually do this. So I'll, my mom was always supportive. I had to convince my dad to let me not go to college. That was very hard. Um, and then once I spent my first year in LA, I was, you know, killing it and like booking that <laughs> all the top brands. And that's when I was like, I can keep doing this. So how was that transition LA? Cause I read in your bio that you talked about it was exciting, but then it became a little lonely. Oh my gosh. Well, it's like, it is lonely there because everyone kind of moves there from their hometown and yeah. in their hometown they're told like you're the star you're a star yeah. and then you get to la and everyone kind of thinks that about themselves <laughs> <laughs> and um i'm a really nice person like i always was um like I'm, i was raised well but i realized a lot of the models and other la people are out there literally to use you or yeah. get jealous of your successes and turn against you if you get a better job than them Wow. And so that's when it got lonely. I like went through so many friends and just like eventually was like, I don't like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it also gets lonely because it really is so much rejection. It's like everything's based on if you have the wrong hair color, you don't get the job, but then you take it really personally and it gets a little depressing. Yeah. And we understand about rejection because even, you know, as a fairly new show, you know, we reach out to hundreds of people a month to, oh, come, to do, come on yeah. the show. And I bet I get five to 10 emails a day. We'll pass. We'll pass. <laughs> oh, least, yeah. We'll pass. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, at the beginning of our show, because we reached out to um, smaller guests, it was like, okay, this is great. Everybody's saying yes. So <laughs> once you move into a whole new category, it's like, okay, I'm not sure how much I like this. <laughs> I know you kind of need that one person to say yes, and then you're good. Yeah, because I think that the you know the Allie Brooke was a little bit of a game changer for us, and yeah, probably yeah, the sure. first game changer came when um, and I was frustrated at the beginning of our show about two months in, right before, right after, right after the pandemic started, mm -hmm. and 
I was frustrated. And then I get this email saying, we'd, we'd like to get have six of our artists on your show. And I was looking through their who they want. And one of them happened to be Anna Christina Cash. And I was like, I wonder if she's part of the Cash family. And so I looked her up, come to find out she's married to John Carter Cash, which is, of course, the son of Johnny Cash and June and Carter. 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 I was like, and so she was kind of the game changer for the show to go to that next level, because after she came on, oh, we got yeah. Carlene Carter. We got Taylor Lynn. We got Georgette Jones. So all of a sudden we got a lot of the family um, people. With yeah, the, with the, next the next generation. Country yeah. Yeah. Nepotism. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing so, though. Congrats. So what would you say, you know, it's been a game changer for you in your career. When you look back on your career so far, what was one big moment that kind of took you to a whole new level? Oh man. Um, I think it was okay. So in the beginning, when I when Instagram launched, it was kind of like an old person thing, and I started <laughs> it. And I think I was like one of the first people back in the day to be to be one of those Instagram model girls. And I had around ten thousand followers, and my agency was telling me to delete Instagram that I'm just a clothes hanger. Oh wow! Oh wow! Don't you should not have a presence at all. And so I was like, I'm so happy I didn't do that because a couple months later suddenly you go to castings and they want to know your Instagram. They want to know all that. So mm -hmm. the, I think the game changing moment was when Instagram actually became accepted and I started beating out better models than me because I had followers. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. And then I think what also helped a lot is, Oh, well I was shopping at the Grove, which is a mall and they filmed extra TV there. And I got pulled out of the crowd to ask a question to Will Ferrell and oh, wow. um, yeah that was cool and so then after that i kept doing that show i met jeff garland and then jeff garland put me in a netflix movie and that was the game changer being in a netflix movie and uh, that's what led to acting uh. yeah because i didn't i always i always was like saying no to acting. i was like i want to be a victoria's secret model they don't act <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then as they say i caught the acting bug because i was like yeah. i went from modeling and like basements for nine hours not basements but like downtown la yeah. to having my own trailer with people trying to ask me what food i want <laughs> wow so so what you know what is it about acting that you just love well i learned that i do like to talk <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about that i like to talk yeah. <laughs> i know we would probably talk for hours um <laughs> I just like, it's just so much more creative. Like I thought modeling was fun, but it's not, it's brainless with acting. You get to freaking become a person. And I love movies and I love getting into like watching them and then like actually being in one and watching the process and becoming someone else is so fun. Wow. So, you know, there might be people out there that you're like, I wouldn't like to be yet in person, but you can become them on the screen. Yeah. So yes. oh I love playing the bitchiest people. I'm always. Yeah. Playing <laughs> <laughs> so what are some roles you've played? You know, through um, the I, the thing about acting is it's way harder to get a job because to be, get, get the big jobs and you already have one of the big jobs, you know, it's a catch 22. Oh yes. Catch 22 there. Um, I so the Netflix happened first and that was amazing my first acting job was Netflix and then I did 40 episodes on a Facebook show her name was Becca and she was a mean oh, wow. cheerleader ah. um and then oh and then I did Always Sunny in Philadelphia I was a drunk bar patron that was fun because I am 
the funny, quirky, pretty girl. They loved me because I was screaming and like wasn't afraid to make fun of myself and jump on the stuff. Um, <laughs> what else have I done? Oh, I played a British girl one time on the show Librarians on TNT. But a lot of them have been like little small bit parts on big shows where I don't really get into yeah. it too much. Mm -hmm. But the 40 episodes on the show turned. That was fun. That was like four <coughs> months of the same character. Now I read about that you went through a whole mental health thing and that you're an advocate now for that. So tell us a little bit about what happened. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how something in my brain triggered. I was always the happiest person, just happy go lucky. And one day I just kind of started to get scared to leave the house and like, didn't feel like, like if I booked a shoot, I would have so much instead of excitement. I was like, I don't want to go. I'm a, uh, um, and then this, and then I stopped like wanting to hang out with friends. And I think my rock bottom was um, I had spent four days like in my house, like door locked, not going outside, like ordering food and like pulling it in like a hermit. Um, and then my friends like literally busted down my door and they were like, this is not normal. Let's, uh, let's just like get you a mental health check-in. And so then I was diagnosed with depression, wow. which I think a lot of people have. Um, and my parents didn't think it was like real, you know, like to go on medication, but medication probably mm -hmm. saved my life, I think. Um, and sometimes it kicks in again, especially during quarantine, being alone and like realizing I like being alone. Oh, I had a boyfriend for, a, boyfriend for a year that lived with me, but we broke up because it was way too close. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. So back to your original question quickly. I think one thing that helped me a lot during quarantine is I did have a live-in boyfriend to entertain mm -hmm. me. Yeah. yeah, eventually. I think a lot of people broke up in quarantine because it was oh, just. God, did. Heard, well, what, yeah. what's crazy is, you know, we've been, a, you know, we've married almost 19 years now and we've been this 24 seven couple. And yeah. we and we and always homeschooled or, you know, so and we've been put that, you know, people have told us how unhealthy we are, how um, how stupid we are, how. <laughs> you know, how this will never last. Every year we hit, we hear these things every yes. year. And then, and then we cross another anniversary and we cross and, and, until, and then what was crazy year. was COVID happens and we're sitting here like watching everything get shut down. And we're like, ain't this something society has tried to push us to become them. And now they're happening to become us. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Literally, they're becoming, yeah, they're Chris and Sandy now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and of course, a lot of them didn't make it. You know, with the, a lot of divorces didn't happen. We yeah. made it through smooth selling because that, that's just how we have always been. Right. Well, my relationship was new, so that's probably why it didn't work. But you guys like yeah. have already crossed like the hill like year. Yes, we have many, many years. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we went through. I went through nineteen years of addictions and been sober oh. now fourteen, almost fourteen years in December. Yeah. And the, and the first five years was really hectic on her. She was my angel through all that because she stood by me through it all. You know, if it weren't for her, I don't think I'd be alive today. Oh, my God, Sandy, I love you. <laughs> so, it's, so it's been, you know, you know, so you know, and, and I share a lot of stuff on uh, about all this oh, in our yes, past. Very and I've seen where you talked that. about you kind of share mm -hmm. too. People tell you you share too much. So it looks like we got just a like. Yeah, open book. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, I'm going to dive into you after this interview and research. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been, you know, we've been an open book and, you know, yeah, you know, and sometimes people don't like that. Yeah. And so we fully understand. And, and 
and you know, and people put us down yeah, for it. Yeah, like you share too much and all of that. But okay, that, yeah, same with me. It's like up. Oh, you went mute. Ah, uh, yes, sounds out. Yeah, because it shows mute right there. Mute. Let me try. Let's see. How about, okay. I can't. Okay, there you go. There, you're back. Hey, okay, guys. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> but I was saying it weeds out the people that like you don't even want in your life anyway. And then the people that like the open book stuff, they stick with you. Yep, yeah, exactly. So exactly. now, you know, let's we're leading through your story a little bit. Okay. How did the whole Playboy thing happen? Was that something you've wanted or was it, you know, where did that yeah, come how from? How did that come about? That um I have been offered Playboy. I'm going to try and make this sound like I'm not negative. I had booked Playboy before um, mm -hmm. and I was a lot younger and my agents back then said not to do it because it was still kind of like a little raunchy, I guess. Um, oh. Terry Richardson was going to be the photographer and that was before he got canceled. Um, so I didn't end up doing it. Um, and then I got offered it again a couple of times. It was like random things, not like a, a big role, yeah. like an extra for a famous person. Um, and then this past year, they started only doing four playmates a year and I didn't even know that they were looking at me. Um, I randomly got a text or I, I did one brand deal for them on Instagram. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do playboy, but it's a brand deal and it's just a t-shirt. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I found out the next month that they wanted me as the spring 2021 playmate. Wow. Wow. And I was like, usually this takes like five auditions. Like how did this just happen? They're like, well, even my agent said, They've been watching you for the past year and huh. they you're like the funny, pretty girl. And that's what they want for this season. And I was like, I went back and forth on it. I knew my parents were going to be a little off about it. Um, mm -hmm. But I was like, it, it came with guaranteed interviews with like big uh, TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, the interviews will help me launch into acting probably. So let's do it. Um. I didn't tell my mom until like a week before oh, and wow. she freaked out. I, she was like, like cussing and swearing. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but then once I like, she like looked at how Playboy's been lately, where it's like a lot more classy. You mm -hmm. don't have to show so much. Um, and it's more about you as a person, not your boobs. Yeah. Uh, then she like started to support it. Like very Chris Jenner of her. <laughs> my dad found out from his friends on the golf course, and that was not good. <laughs> but wow, <laughs> wow, yes. But now we're we're, we're close again. So yeah, but then it, became, it was the best experience ever. It was a three day shoot on the highest production I've ever been on. Um, it was like all like women there. There was only like two guys, a photographer, and his assistant. Um, nothing weird happened, and it was so fun. That's a good thing. Awesome. 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 Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, the glory of your big actors and big entertainers, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I always want to hit this side of it because I think that a lot of people, they jump in entertainment. They think, oh, I've got the talent. I'll nail this thing. And they don't realize the grind it really does take because because it, it, it's a lot of work ethic and some luck involved and so yeah. we want to talk a little bit about that so how has that been and tell us about some of the sacrifices you've made just to get okay. to where you are i think that it's um 70 percent 
talent and 30% luck. Um, <laughs> kind of sucks for, but <laughs> um, I have been very lucky where I'm always in the right place at the right time. Kind of like when I was at the mall shopping and then I got that Will Ferrell thing, which led to the Netflix thing. Um, so that's luck, but also talent. Like if I wasn't me, I wouldn't have been asked to go up on stage. Yeah. I sacrifices. One, for example, I'm supposed to be shooting a really big show right now, but I had a previous, like currently, I had a previous commitment yesterday in Portland for a photo shoot mm -hmm. that I couldn't get out of because, you know, they book 30 people to be on a shoot. I can't bail. Oh, wow. um, so you have to like sacrifice certain jobs for other jobs, which sucks. I've also sacrificed a huge social life for like, because I have to go to bed early and wake up early and, and you know, mm -hmm. you have to, and, and like, working out and I went through a small eating disorder so that was it was a sacrifice I guess um mm -hmm. I don't know but yeah it's just it's such it's really hard it's it's not as glamorous as it seems like once you do get that job and it's super fun that one day and then the next day it sucks again <laughs> yeah that's like even for our show you know a lot of people see that you know the 30 to 60 minutes that we are on we enjoy we have fun yes, this is this when is I'm in a zone part. but they don't see the stuff that we go through outside the Behind show the to get yeah. people on. I mean, that we get the no shows that the people that cancel, I mean, there are sometimes <laughs> they don't get the people that cancel and they don't, yes. they don't see the emails back and forth of booking this, right, booking that, and then people not yeah. showing and, and, and all that, or people saying, Oh yeah, we'll do it. And then, and I'm like, okay, and this could be a game changer. You never hear about and then you never hear back. You know, and, and it's just so much work behind the scenes and people yeah. don't see that. I think that our job is 90% emails. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is. And then 10% this fun part. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But it. it makes it the fun part worth it. Exactly. No, exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm sounding kind of negative right now, but like it is a lot of work, but it does make it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, we talked about the sacrifice. Let's flip the script and go the other way. Let's talk about the glory side. What are some moments you're like, wow, that happened? Uh, um, well, I think the movie premiere, I, driving by in LA when I was like going to my little small castings as a young girl, um, I would always see the movie studios with all the movie posters, like mm -hmm. Ellen is there. And I'm always like, I wish I could go through those gates one day. Oh, well. Um, and then once my the Jeff Garland Netflix movie premiered, uh, my mom got to come and we went and, and she's a big movie fanatic too. So that was amazing for her. We went through the gates. We got ushered in. It was a red carpet. I got to be with my mom and then sitting on the Warner brothers lot, watching the movie that I was in and seeing me on the big screen with, with my mom there. Um, amazing. She had to be so proud. She was so proud. It was so cool. And um, my other thing. So my dad, as I've said, is kind of like, always apprehensive about my job, even though I don't do anything yeah. crazy. I'm wholesome. Um, we went to New York because I had shot a campaign for BB and they were like, there's going to be a New York uh, billboard in Times Square. And they didn't really know where it was going to be. My dad's like there for work anyway. So we went together and he's like, I don't know if it's going to be there. We'll see. And then we rounded the corner and there's this giant poster of me in Times Square. For the oh, wow. And seeing my dad like trying to cover up his joy, but I could see he was like really proud of me. That was another really cool moment. Wow. Number one, because Times Square. Number two, because my dad was proud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but those are really cool moments. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you and the actors and everybody else, but they don't see the teams behind them. And I, and in our opinion, the teams never get they the don't. love they deserve. 
on our show, they do. So if you want to take a few minutes just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Okay. Um, I love that you're doing this because I always think, or I always say, if I win an award, I'm going straight to the team. Um, <laughs> because they do, I, I would not have, well, first, I wouldn't be on this podcast without my manager. My manager, Jonathan, um, I've been with him for about three years. I don't think I'd be dead without him, but I think I'd be unsuccessful working at Target. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he works every single day, makes my schedule, um, just grinds for me to make brand deals. Love him. Um, and then my modeling agents. See, agents are different than managers. Like managers like care about you. Agents just make mm -hmm. you money. But I have great agents too. They send me out for big jobs. Um, and my theatrical agent, Michael, he's been getting me the most large auditions that I've ever had in my entire life. So wow. thank you, Michael. Mm -hmm. Who else is on my team? My parents. Oh, yeah. Can't forget, Can't them. forget them. Emotionally. <laughs> so, you know, you, it sounds like you're really close to your parents. Tell us a parent story. And again, um, you probably have a thousand of them, but a parent story that stands out to where they, they went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, they get this as a passion. Okay. Yep. Um, when I, well, first when I moved to LA, when my dad finally accepted and he's like this big, like large, tall executive man, kind of scary. And mm -hmm. he drove me in my tiny Fiat car to LA from Oregon. So I could have my car wow. Spent 18 hours in the car with him. And that was like a big deal that he, we drove together from Cal Oregon to California and they sponsored me $10,000 for my first apartment, paid them back, obviously. But right. that was the risk that they took. Like I could have not yeah. gotten jobs, um, but they kind of like were like, "Here's ten thousand dollars. Here's six months in LA. See if you can make it." Mm. Wow! Oh, that's amazing. That, yeah, that's um, belief right there. That is. Belief. Yeah. Yes. I wish more parents would do that because you know, again, usually if a person says they want to be an actor, actress, or a musician, the very first thing parent, oh no, you can't do that. You got to yeah. be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. And exactly. then, and, you know, we we've discussed this a lot. We don't want to be those type of parents. And again, yeah. I'm, you know, again, sometimes I can I get it. It's a fear because, you know, you see the actors, you see you see the big high paying people and then you see the very low paying people. But you, you don't see the people in the middle. There's a lot of people that make a career and you never know their name. Oh, my, that's so true. Like working actors that have been doing it for 30 years. But who are they? Yeah. yeah. And yet. They've lived off of it and they live in California. Yeah. So apparently they're making something. Cause oh, exactly. the <laughs> so there is ways to make it without being the big Brad Pitts and yes. Angelina Jolie's and all that, yeah. you know, so there's ways to make it, but you still want to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the goal is yeah. still there. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, speaking yeah. of teams, we have a third co-host or a yes, little nine-year-old and Sandy's going to go get him I'll real get quick. It. <clears throat> and we've got a two, two and a half year old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. Cause we are a family affair show. I love this. You're creating little stars. Working. We, we've even made a little Instagram for, for both of them too recently. Cause I'm like, it's like we, we wish we'd have done it a little sooner for little Chris. Cause he's nine and, yeah. and Caitlin's two and a half. So like hers is at Caitlin Ashley. Um, okay. So, well, I'll read um, follow them. <laughs> and his, I can't remember. Oh God, I'm, I feel bad. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, the, <laughs> with his Instagram. Oh, the Chris Benton. What or 
The Christopher Allen. The Christopher Allen was his. Christopher yeah. Allen. Okay. And hers is Caitlin Ashley. So that was pretty. Yeah. Or Miss Miss, Miss Miss Caitlin Ashley. Miss Somebody Caitlin. had Caitlin Ashley. Oh, oh, you know, and you know, being a little two-year-old, Miss Caitlin Ashley. That makes you know, and she's already a little diva. So she is. Oh I love her. <laughs> Chris, you're a floating head. Yes. <laughs> hey, Haley. So, what's your favorite food? Oh, oh, nachos. Ooh. Ooh, you like Mexican food person. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is pizza. That's my second favorite. We can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> he could eat it all day long if we oh, fed yeah. it to him. He would too. <laughs> he would. <laughs> so what's the first TV show? Ooh, right now it's White Lotus. No. Oh. Or Ozarks. Very different. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. <laughs> and you know what's been cool is he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon and um, Disney shows because we're not just an artist show. We are everything entertainment. We've been able to bring a lot of people from his shows onto our show for him to talk to. That's so cool. Christopher, you have really cool parents. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that now is when yeah, you get, when you become right. a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in your movie? Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, E.T., Avatar. Oh, wow. What's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. <laughs> I like Minions. I like Despicable Me, too. Yeah, they're all yeah. good. And, yes. and what's been crazy is our Caitlin, when we're, if we're walking in the mall and there's a little, and he laughs about this, but if, we're, if there is a Minion in the store, she wants to go in that store. She knows it. Yeah. Wait, it's only two. Cool. So they've built a really good brand. <laughs> wow. wow, that shows my age. I, I didn't know Minions were so popular. <laughs> my thanks. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he loves. It. It's funny. He tries to make us let him wear green shirts so his float can, his head can float. Yeah, that's a Minecraft shirt, and that's his favorite. So <laughs> he's always trying to wear it. <laughs> Wait, does he do watch Paw Patrol? I keep hearing about that. With he him. used to he watch used a lot. To, yeah, a lot. She loves it now. Oh, Caitlin, Caitlin loves, loves Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol so we've had to go through two generations that. of that now. Yes. <laughs> and with him being nine and now she's two and a half. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so if you could, since you really want to be a big actress, if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? Oh, I really want to be in a badass sci-fi movie. No, I'm going to go with romantic comedy. I really want to work with Cameron Diaz. No, oh, wow. that would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. Just Love funny her. and pretty and great. Um, one time I told my acting teacher, she was like, what career do you want? And I was like, mm, I'll do Megan Fox. And she <laughs> yelled at, she was like, you don't want to be Megan Fox. You want to be Meryl Streep. What are you thinking? I was like, oh, oh no. I just <laughs> realistically. <laughs> wow. um, I think it'd be really fun to be in a movie like Transformers where I can just be like the pretty side piece who gets to run around and shoot guns and actually have acting chops. So something mm -hmm. like Very cool. So what is a show or movie that you've seen that you wish you played in? Oh, frick. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been watching recently? Oh, you know, I really, really, this is... I wasn't even born yet, but this movie, St. Elmo's Fire, I really like Demi oh. Moore's character in that. Oh, yes. I, I never thought I'd be this tired at 22. And she's like, 
crazy and beautiful and running around, but also very dark and hurting inside. Like I would love to do that kind of work. And you keep aging us because I just turned 50. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, yeah, that, we, we, we spin it in ago, Nashville. Yeah. We spin yeah. it in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Five days there. <clears throat> so um, back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. And um, <laughs> and the, one of the questions I asked her was where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was she going. Had it all planned she out. had it planned out and she was running hard. She so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I want to own a second property in California. I want to be living there again. I want to be on a network television show or Netflix show where I'm working every day, going to work, coming home and hanging out with my dog. I think as I've gotten older, I also appreciate going to bed early. So I want to be able to just come home after work, having the best day ever, order some Postmates and watch my favorite movies. Love, yes, love, love that. that. Now, let's say we look 15 years down the road. Um, so go deeper in this. And let's say you're you are a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you. You've made it. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Wow, that is so deep. Um, <laughs> I would say don't get cocky. Don't forget that um, you are just that nerdy little quirky person that grew up a little bit too fast um, <laughs> and don't be don't get jaded by your industry because it's evil and be nice love that love that and we understand that you love disney who is your favorite disney princess and why oh, well bell because she has this one quote um i want much more than this provincial life or because i've always been scared of what's the word of being I don't know. I, it's like the word basic, but a better word. And she wants to go chase a better life. And she does that. And then she has yeah. some weird. Um, uh, and then I don't know. The beast is hot too. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the score in that movie, but I just think Belle is amazing. Cause she like loves books. I love books. Oh, everyone thinks that she's pretty, but weird. Yes. That's me. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just relate to her a lot. And we also understand that you're a huge Harry Potter fan. Who is yeah. your favorite character? Oh, I love Luna Lovegood. <laughs> oh, wow. Very oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also Snape, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you want to be known and remembered for? Oh, I think I need a couple of days to answer that. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, so if I'm old and I was dead, what would I want? <laughs> Being known as a good person, doing good things for other people, um, never losing herself, never going through a crazy party phase. Um, I think just loving on everyone and being good about keeping the earth green. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I would literally not be here without you. I'm always looking for ways to give back. So send me your address. I'll send you a shirt. Um, thank you for putting up with my annoyances and just make somebody smile today. 
Oh, wow. Oh, love that. If you had a friend of yours that was wanting to get in entertainment, whether it's music or acting, doesn't matter. It's kind of the same format. <clears throat> and they feel called to it. They, they cannot not do it. And what advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years in this crazy world we have? Um, geez. Use your social media to your advantage. Um, post your singing videos, post um, acting stuff. If you do go to one of the hubs like New York or Nashville or LA, you need to be social and network. That's very important. Like I have friends that are such better actors than me, but they don't go meet people and they don't wow. do a lot of things. So go meet your singing people, go meet, go do things. Yeah. And don't get, and like, also, yeah, just don't get depressed. Don't get jaded. Just know that it's not you. It's maybe you look or sound like someone in someone's family that they don't like. So they don't hire you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about being personal because you can ask Sandy, do our night almost 19 years of marriage. We've gotten to do a lot of stuff because of my mouth. Oh, we have. We've gotten to yeah, experience. <laughs> I mean, we've gotten flown that. out to Houston for four days, stayed with this fr friend of mine's um, home. They gave us the whole top floor. Oh, and, yeah. And they had a big, big home. And we were like, nice. wow. you know. And they took us around Houston because, um, uh, and, you know, we've gotten, we were on an infomercial down in oh, Miami. Yes, we have paid for it. Paid So because. I, I, I'm one of them that believes that, you know what, you, you'll never get anything if you don't ask. Exactly. So yeah, listen to Chris, everyone else. Use your mouth. Talk. You know, again, you know, it's like, you know, we reach out to people like Blake Shelton still. One day we'll get them. Brad Pitt. You know, and, and again, we will get a lot of them down the road. But you know what? We get turned down and turned down. But you know what? Sometimes we'll reach out to people and. And next thing you know, they're like, you know what? We'll get, we'll put them on. And we're like, oh, <laughs> and that's how we've gotten to where we are to where you're on now. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm a huge believer in manifestation. Like that you're saying, we will get Brad Pitt. We will get Blake Shelton. Um, if you just think positively, and I think if you're a good person, good things will happen and come to you. I love yeah. that. So now as we close out the show, um, cause we could talk all day long. I could oh, see that. Yeah. <laughs> but as we close out, um, what, how can people reach out to you? Um, well, my email, but or DM me on Instagram, Haley Bo Bailey. Um, check out my YouTube channel, Haley Bo Bailey. It's all Haley Bo Bailey. Just Google it. Um, and please reach out. I love talking. I want to always give advice to people and make new friends. So, speaking of advice, you always give advice to people. What would you say is one of your best pieces of advice you ever give somebody? Oh, I think it's kind of what I just said. Like, I really, truly, like, when I'm not being my best version of myself, I realize, like, my life, like, if I'm not treating people well or if I'm, like, being mean to myself, I'm not working as much as I usually do. I'm not, my, I'm not in a good place. But if I'm being the good person I am, so many good things come to me. And mm -hmm. so I think just be a good person and good things happen to you. I wish people would remember love. Yes, in this, in this day and time, because like you were saying, you know, you know, you watch social media and you got so many extremes on all sides out there. And, and you're like, you know what? They both are really fighting for the same things and they don't even know it. I know. Oh, it's so dark out there right now. It's like that's another reason I'm not on social media as much. Yep, That's why we don't. Yeah. You know, when, when it comes to our shows, we don't talk politics <laughs> or any of no, that. You know, we keep it simple and like we just bring it up and we just we, we you know, it's like I tell people, we don't worry about the lifestyle. We worry about the life story. Yes, the story matters. 
because that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. You guys have really good one-liners. I love it. <laughs> that's all. Okay. You know, we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on this the show. This was fun. This was fun. We enjoyed it. And we enjoyed it. We look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Yes, let's do it. We'll reconnect. Sounds awesome. great. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Time. Bye. Bye.